www.disneytimepodcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Time Podcast. I'm your host, Micah, and joining me today are my co-hosts, Nelson. Hello. And Rissa. Hello. How's it going today, guys? It's so hot. Yeah, I was about to say, it's pretty pretty toasty where I am. At least you have AC. I do, but still, I mean, I'm in my tank top and I'm still feeling it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we, and we don't have AC here, right? <laughs> no. Well, because we live closer to the bay, so... They don't really build houses or, you know, things with AC built in automatically. Yeah. You know, that's the same over in San Luis Obispo. And so if I was still there, I'd be suffering because as of last I checked, they actually hit triple digits and slow, which I I was like, what? (laughs) Does that happen? (laughs) I know. I'm like, dang, I I missed that. (laughs) But you have AC, so. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Where I am, I do have AC, yes. So I'm quite thankful for that, even though I'm still feeling it. All right. So on today's episode, we are continuing with the Disneyfication of Existing Stories series that we started. Last week, we talked about The Little Mermaid. And this week, we're going to be talking about Beauty and the Beast. Yay! Which is Nelson's favorite Disney movie? Yes, out of the Disney movies, that is my favorite, correct. So yeah, we're going to be talking about the differences between the amalgamation of stories and the actual movie itself, the animated movie. So what do you mean by amalgamation here? So Rissa, you want to explain that? Yeah, so the Disney story is actually based off of a combination of the Beaumont story and a 1946 French film. That French film called La Belle et... La Bête, which translates to Beauty and the Beast in French. (laughs) So yeah, let's talk about that. Rissa, do you want to go over the summary here? Yeah, so this is a summary for the Beaumont story, because the 1946 film basically is the Beaumont story with some twists, because, you know, it's in 1946, so they wanted to spice it up for that time. So here goes the Beaumont. A widower merchant lives in a mansion with his six children, three sons and three daughters, of which Beauty is one. The merchant eventually loses all of his wealth in a tempest, which is a storm, which sinks most of his merchant fleet. He and his children are forced to live in a small cottage in a forest and work for a living. Beauty resolves to adjust to rural life with a cheerful disposition. Years later, the merchant hears that one of the trade ships arrived back in port having escaped the destruction of its companions. Before he leaves, he asks his children if they wish for him to bring any gifts back for them. His oldest daughters ask for clothing, jewels, and the finest dresses. Beauty asks her father to be safe, but he persists, and she eventually says that she's satisfied with the promise of a rose. The merchant finds his ship's cargo has been seized to pay for his debts, leaving him penniless and unable to buy his children any presents. During his return, he becomes lost during another storm. He seeks shelter in a castle, seeing that no one is home. The merchant accepts the food and drink laid before him and spends the night there. 
The next morning, the merchant has come to view the palace as his own and goes to retrieve a rose from the garden, only to be confronted by a hideous beast. The beast creates stipulations for the merchant's return. If none of his daughters return with him, then he'll die instead. So the beast allows him to take some treasures before he leaves. Beauty ends up deciding to return with her father, but not before begging to allow her sisters to wed wealthy men in town. Despite their cruelty, she still loves them. Father and daughter arrive at the castle and they dine together. That night, a woman visits Beauty in her sleep and said that her good deed in saving her father's life would not go unrewarded. Beauty ends up exploring the castle and she finds a room that's adorned with books and musical instruments and it's labeled Beauty's Room. Beast is kind to Beauty and tells her that she is the only mistress there and that he'll obey her. He proposes marriage to her, but she denies him despite the fear of upsetting him. Beauty spent three peaceful months in the castle, each night the same ending with Beast proposing and Beauty refusing. Beauty promises to never leave Beast, but longs to see her father, who has become sick at heart. He says he would rather die than cause her pain, so he ends up letting her go. But Beauty promises to return in a week. Her evil sisters are unhappy with their own lives and attempt to make Beast angry by keeping Beauty an extra week. So the Beast starts dying due to grief and Beauty realizes that even though she may not be in love with him, she respects him and would be happy with him despite his ugliness. As she returns, she finds him dying and pledges marriage to him as he turns into a young prince more beautiful than the day. It's revealed that the prince was cursed by an evil fairy to remain a beast until a young lady agreed to marry him, for virtue rather than looks or intelligence. The grand fairy, which ended up being the lady that visited her in her sleep, rewards beauty greatly and punishes the evil sisters. And their punishment was pretty, pretty bad too. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, they were turned into statues. They were made to be able to still feel and see And they were not allowed to turn back into humans unless they were remorseful for what they had done to beauty. And the fairy knew that they were not ever going to change. So she's like, they better be prepared to stay that way forever. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's a long story, right? That was a a whole book, right? The the Beaumont story. (laughs) Sorry, that was a long summary. No, what I mean is that the story itself was based on a book, right? Yes. So, yeah, when they adapted it to the film version, obviously they shortened it, right? They did, and they also made some changes. So uh, you want to talk about those changes in the live-action film, the 1946 version? Yeah, so in the 1946 film adaptation, they actually had one of her brothers be a gambler. And that's where they get into some issues with somebody that's similar to Gaston, the Gaston that we know. He's named Avenant in the French film, and he makes a deal with the gambling brother for Beauty's hand in marriage. And it's pretty crazy that the cast, the the person who plays Avenant is actually the person who plays the Beast in that film. So, Mm -hmm. like, he had to play the bad guy and the good guy. (laughs) Right. All right, so now let's take a look at how the combination of these two stories differed from the Disney, the Disney animated film. All right, so the first thing that we see here in the original story, the wealthy widower merchant had six children. And then in the Disney change, there was just Belle and Maurice. And Maurice is an inventor instead of a merchant. 
What do you think about this change, Rissa? Well, I mean, it definitely has more depth to have them be in a previous life of riches. So it shows how Belle in this story, in the Disney change, she's more focused on the heart and intelligence. Taking out the other children kind of helps along with the story because it takes away the jealousy aspect of her evil sisters and whatever. Because a lot of things with Disney were stepsisters or step family that's the evil ones rather than blood family. So it would be kind of hard to explain that. In the recent Disney live action film, we do end up having a backstory. So that's a little bit better. Whereas in the animated version, it's just Maurice and Belle. What do you think about this change, Nelson? A couple things here. I kind of wanted to, I guess, piggyback off of one point that Rissa made back for, what was it, uh, Sleeping Beauty? Mm-hmm. Where they had those seven fairies originally, but here there are six children. And I'm thinking Disney just wanted to focus on father-daughter, so simplifying it and also kind of just making it cheaper to animate just two <laughs> characters here. So True. Yeah, it's true. In all honesty, it probably was just the simplest way to show the father-daughter relationship here and kind of focus in on Belle being the main character instead of having so many other what would probably be side characters. So it's kind of just more just focuses in and puts Belle in the spotlight here. Yeah, it makes it so that you see, okay, Belle, this is the main character and here's her story, you know, that, right. that type of thing. Well, and quick question. So she was just known as Beauty? Or that was right. her name in the original yeah. story? Oh, interesting. Similar to The Little Mermaid. Right. She yeah. didn't have a name. It was just The Little Mermaid. It's kind of common with these older books and older stories. And another note is the Beaumont story that the Disney film and the 1946 film were based off of is actually an abridged version of the original story that was written by another French novelist named Villeneuve. Okay, so it's even shorter than the original original. <laughs> right. So another note is that in French, beauty is Belle, so they would have called her Belle anyway, right? In the book. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I also think that they made a change like this to shorten it because it might have made it really like a long story if they had to have six children with a merchant who loses his riches and all this stuff. The extra right. extra story to it, you know. I just think it's a little interesting that they chose inventor of all things. Oh, yeah, like the kooky inventor guy instead of, like, the merchant, which is more common in that time. Yeah. And in the live action, they kind of did a combination of the two. Maurice was kind of like a tinkerer and also still sells all those trinkets that he makes. Yeah, in the live action, it seemed like he was an artist more than, like, an artisan. Right, yeah, Referring to the 2017 live action. Right. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, they, they made that change, too, so... Let's take a look at the next difference here. So in the original story, we have the tragic accident causes the widower to lose his wealth and move into a small town with his children. In the Disney changes, they don't have a backstory as to why Belle and Maurice ended up in the village, but maybe they always lived there. But that was addressed in the 2017 live action film. What do you think about this difference, Rissa? I think similar to the elimination of the six children, it was for brevity. They didn't really need to explain it because the opening song, it does a lot to give the backstory. I'm referring to the song Belle. Belle, right. Where she basically is just tired of her boring provincial life. It's kind of harsh to the other people, you know, when she sings that. 
but it shows how she wants adventure and she wants to go out there and, and live her best life. But I think the 2017 live action really spoke to it more because she did come from a more sophisticated way of living. Granted, it was when she was a baby that they ended up moving to the village, but she had all of the stories that her father could give to her. About living in Paris? Right, about living in Paris and about seeing the world. Ah, okay. So what do you think about this difference, Nelson? Definitely with the Disney change, it was kind of always a question of like, where and how did Belle and Maurice end up there? But as in the movie, they've kind of focused more on showing that Belle wanted more, primarily because of she's such an avid reader. And all these stories that she reads, there's a whole wide world out there. <laughs> and she's just stuck in this village all her life, pretty much. So I don't blame her for wanting to go travel. Heck, I want to travel right now. But <laughs> yeah, they focus in on that. And with the 2017 live action, I do appreciate how they did, I don't want to say shoehorn, but they did include a backstory. I don't know if they had intended that as the backstory in the original animated or they just made that fresh and something new for the 2017 live action. But I do appreciate that added backstory. I honestly think the 2017 was tapping back into the root of the Beaumont story. Oh, okay. Because there were more elements within the Beaumont story that the 2017 also borrowed, which was the book that teleported them places. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is part of the beast treasure in the, I think, the 46 film oh. and the Beaumont film uh, story. Yeah, yeah, the one that, that teleports them. Yeah, that was in there. All right. So... Let's look at the next difference here. In the original story, we have the merchant leaving to retrieve wealth from a ship that actually survived the Tempest. And in the Disney change, Maurice leaves so that he can go to a fair and sell his inventions. What do you think about this difference, Rissa? I mean, it's not really much of a difference. It's just the difference is based on his profession or former profession at that. It's basically a plot device to get him out and end up stumbling upon the Beast Mansion. Right, it's a way to get him to find it. Right. What do you think, Nelson? Yeah, I kind of also agree. It's not that big of a difference. In the original story, he's a merchant versus an inventor in the Disney version. So, yeah, I also agree. It, it was just a way for Maurice to leave and then come back. I didn't actually notice until we were going over this summary that, oh yeah, in the original animated Maurice, he wasn't planning on getting Belle a gift. And then they changed it to reference back to this original story in the live action right. where Belle asked for a flower. I thought that was a nice touch and call back to the original story that they included back in the 2017 live action. Yeah, so referencing the flower, let's look at the next difference here. In the original story, the beast is kind to the merchant until he tries to steal a rose for Belle, who actually asked for a rose. And in the Disney change, the Beast imprisons Maurice for actually just trespassing on his property. What do you think, Rissa? In the original story, the Beast seemed like a lot kinder. He had his own moral compass. So he obviously wanted to be kind to strangers, unlike in the Disney change where the Beast right up front just doesn't want to deal with anybody because he's living this cursed life. But in the original story, it seems like his original character has always been there and he hasn't really departed from it. Hmm, interesting. What do you think, Nelson? Yeah, it kind of makes me wonder why he got turned into a beast to begin with in the original story. If he has this kind side to him already from the start, 
why was he turned into a beast versus the Disney version of the story? It was flat out blatant why. He was a selfish was, dude. Yeah, and he's vain. Yeah, that whole opening sequence in both Disney versions of the movie, it shows this guy's not the nicest guy. <laughs> so, yeah, he was punished for immaturity, his rudeness, his just being a bad person. Definitely for the Disney version, it it was a nice change. I feel that to be a beast, you're you know ugly, you're mean, and it just kind of just shows the outside, and it it provided a good way, to, especially to show to kids visually that this guy's a bad guy, and he needs to change. That's the goal for this movie. Yeah, I think you're stating a fact about probably the kids wouldn't understand why is this beast so nice. But he looks so bad, right? But then in the Disney version, the beast is ugly inside and out. So it's like it's showing his inside character is showing through his appearance. But in the original story, why is he so nice, you know? Well, he's not that nice because he still ends up threatening to kill. <laughs> oh, yeah, virgin, yeah, he, but... he does for stealing. But he does give him the ability to trade his life for one of his daughters. <laughs> But yeah, oh, he also gives him stuff. Yeah, he gives him stuff treasures. too. Yeah, the treasures from that room. He gives him treasure. He's like, okay, here, you can bring this back with you. Treasures. So that was nice of him to do. He didn't have to do that. Yeah, all things considering, this original story beast is definitely kind in comparison. Right, exactly. <laughs> in comparison to the Disney version of the beast. All right, let's look at that difference here. In the original story, the beast allows the merchant to leave if one of his daughters will take his place. He gives the merchant treasures to take with him if he promised he's going to return with one of his daughters. When the merchant gets back, Beauty actually volunteers to go back with the father. And then she takes his place, convinces him that she's going to stay, and then she's put in a really nice room. In the Disney change, the Beast only allows Maurice to leave after Belle races to find her dad thanks to the horse, Philippe. Maurice leaves in an animated carriage without being able to say goodbye properly. He just gets swept away. What do you think about this difference, Rissa? Yeah, so in the original story, it's really showcasing how the Beast is a kind being rather than in the Disney version. Like Nelson was saying, his outward appearance also mirrors his inward character. The Beast only allows Maurice to leave because he's being an opportunist here. He knows the terms of the curse and how to break the curse, so he wants to take advantage of Belle and wants to make Maurice go away as quickly as possible. So what do you think about that, Nelson? Yeah, in the similar vein here, definitely the Disney change was to just showcase how mean and nasty this guy is by essentially just switching them out when she volunteers. It also, I feel, to show in the Disney version how strong and independent uh, a character of in Belle, how she saw Philippe come back without the writer, aka her dad, and so she goes out into the woods to find her father. In that time and age, I don't believe any girl or any normal girl would do something like that. So I think Disney wanted to showcase how much of a strong character Belle would be. And that's kind of a recurring theme. And they wanted to make that connection to their Disney princess line, you know. So I kind of do agree with the Disney change that they made here. But with regard to the original story where the beast he's still nice he gives all these things in exchange for the daughter to replace the father so that was still similar that exchange but 
in the Disney change, obviously, she volunteered to take his place. So again, another showcase to show Belle's inner character. She truly cares for her dad. That's her only family, essentially. She cares for him, and so she volunteered to take his place. I feel like even in the original story, Belle had that type of character, except for the fact that she didn't go to search for the father. The father was allowed to come back. She really did care for the father because the other two sisters were so involved with themselves. So in the original story, they tried to be socialites, even though they were moderately rich. They weren't really extremely rich, but they hung out with people who were rich and they tried to act like they were rich and they looked down on regular people. So they didn't really care about their father at all. But Beauty, she really did care about her father and she didn't do what those sisters were doing. And so other men would try to ask her for her hand in marriage because they knew that she was the best out of all the three of them. But I think her character was still there in the original too. Yeah, I agree. Nelson does have a point that Belle in the Disney change is definitely a more strong independent woman. Right. But I think that just comes with the times, whereas in the original story, that was, what, the 18th century or so? That was mid-18th century that it was written. Right. So it's not really within a woman's character to do such a thing, and it's not really within her place. And if she were to do something like that outside of her father going home and asking for a volunteer, even though he didn't want any of them to volunteer, it would probably have brought shame to him as being weaker and not worthy of raising his family. So, yeah, I think it just comes with the time. Although I think in the animated version, the townspeople kind of also look down on her for being that type of person, right? Oh, yeah, because it's set during that time period. Exactly. So they did show that she was being ostracized for being different. Mm-hmm. All right, let's look at the next difference here. In the original, a woman visits Beauty in her sleep, telling her that her good deed would be rewarded. Beauty also finds a room in the castle labeled Beauty's Room. So she actually used that dream and that information to try to convince her father to just, hey, father, go home. I'll be okay. And in the animated version, Belle wasn't given a library until later in the film after she helps Nurse Beast back to health after he saves her from the wolves. So what do you think about this change, Rissa? I think the original was really... Again, it's driving home the fact that Beast isn't really as bad as he seems. He's going out of his way to treat beauty like a person and somebody that's of worth. Whereas in the Disney movie, it's really trying to build her character so it shows some a character arc and also a character arc for Beast where he has some room to grow. They want to hammer home this connection that they're feeling for each other from Beast saving Belle and vice versa and gift giving and whatever. So the original, I can understand how people joke about Stockholm Syndrome and whatnot, but in the original, it doesn't really seem like that because he's not holding her as a prisoner. To some extent he is, but it's more of she volunteered for that life. Yeah, that's a big difference there. So what do you think, Nelson? Yeah, Beast ends up Definitely treating beauty more as a person. So I, I also agree with what Rissa was saying there in the original story by treating her well and giving her her own room. And even, you know, it's labeled beauty's room. Yeah, Belle in the Disney movie tried at first <laughs> to live there, but she got scared away because, well, from her own curiosity, 
she stumbles upon that rose and then she gets scared and tries to escape but due to her own fault she ends up running to a pack of wolves which beast does save her but that starts the connection between the two even though like i said it was her fault that she ran away and encountered the wolves and but b saves her and so she nurses him back to health and again that starts that connection between the two and as a thank you he beast gives bell the library and that starts kind of more grows and blossoms their relationship which of course you know disney has to make an actual love story out of this versus in the original story it wasn't meant to be a full-on love story at least i feel it's it wasn't yeah so i have to agree with your point there nelson about the disney version became a love story whereas the original book wasn't intended to be that because if you look at the stipulation of the curses the the curse in the disney movie a woman has to fall in love with the beast for the curse to be broken but in the original book the beast just has to get married to a lady in order for him to become the prince again so you know beauty didn't really have to love him to marry him but in the disney version bell had to love him right that was the that was a stipulation to reverse the curse right yeah it's kind of a sad notion though that he just needs to have someone marry him but not necessarily love him that's kind of sad right right yeah but it's also a fact of the marriage he can't really talk about the curse Mm. so the marriage it's really about his character and it shows that's why he's being so kind throughout the story and in the book but i think it's actually more telling especially when i was reading the summary and writing the summary it's more telling of how this curse is focusing more on true love and companionship rather than being in love with somebody. It's not about the feelings. It's about the commitment that was expected where he was going to pursue her for forever until she finally relented. But it seemed like she didn't realize what she had until he died. So I think that that's kind of telling of the story where it's not about the touchy-feely kind of love. It's about the commitment that you want to make to somebody all right yeah exactly so yeah let's take a look at the next difference here in the original story the beast gives beauty full power of the castle and proposes marriage to her every day for three months and in the animated version beast is not kind to bell until they bond which is a span of time that's implied because of the changing of the seasons what do you think about this difference Risa? So I think, at least with the Disney change, it's also more of a change in terms of previous films, animated films that they had, because the story arcs typically last only like a few days or a week or so, with the exception of Sleeping Beauty, of course, where Aurora meets Philip at her christening and then ends up re-meeting him on her 16th birthday. But again, the main bulk of the stories on older animated films takes place over a few days or a week or so. Whereas in this Disney movie, it's months at least. So there's the parallel there where in the original story, they can at least say three months because, you know, it's a book. So you can write three months later or for the span of three months or whatever. Whereas in a Disney movie, they don't really put text on the screen because especially for an animated film, kids don't typically read at that age. Right. So it makes sense that they got that time implication by showing it's now Christmas. 
changing of the seasons. Right. What do you think about this difference, Nelson? Well, for one, I kind of feel bad for Beauty in the original story here being asked for proposed marriage every day for three yeah. months. It's like the definition <laughs> he's, of he's insanity. Persistent. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, sure. He's persistent. But, you know, I kind of feel like that's the that definition of insanity, you know, attempting something the same way, expecting it's a like different, different result. result. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But at any rate, I digress. Yeah, the Beast really wants, in the original story, to hit home and obviously reverse this curse. I'm not saying that the Disney version of the Beast doesn't want that either, but at least they get to show that bond that they start to have with all this interaction and that there's a whole song about, you know, there's something there that wasn't there before. And I feel like it was a cute compilation of those scenes that they had in the Disney movie, and it at least shows that interaction between the two and how close they started to get between each other. And Yeah, on that note, we kind of glossed over another key difference was that, yes, in the original story and the 46 film, the castle was magical, but he didn't have his sidekicks. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm, interesting. Yeah, yeah, Disney included the entire... Castle yeah, the, staff. the whole castle. Yeah, exactly. They were all. But they were made into props, animated props. Right. Exactly. So they shared his curse, essentially. Yeah, the whole castle got cursed. All right. So let's take a look at the next difference here. So in the original book, there was no Gaston, but then uh, they have some sort of version of him in the 1946 film adaptation named Avenant that the animated version is based on as well in the animated version gaston concocts a plan to blackmail bell into marrying him using maurice in the 1946 film avenant and ludovic her brother devise a plan to kill the beast what do you think about this rissa so in the 46 film they devise a plan to kill the beast because they end up discovering the riches of the beast from her father that returns with the treasure so because Ludovic is a gambler, he wants to restore his family's wealth and whatnot, so he strikes a deal with Avenant in order to win Beauty's hand. Whereas Gaston, he kind of just ends up trying to go the shady route and blackmails Bell into marrying him because his previous pursuit just failed, flat out failed, and he got embarrassed. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword where he wants to get revenge on her humiliating him, but also wants the prize of Belle. All right. So what do you think about this difference, Nelson? So for the Disney version, I feel like they were still following their template where they need to have a bad guy, an actual bad guy. Sure, they showed Beast being a bad character initially because that's how he got into his current situation, but that's... The story involves him having a redemption versus actual bad guy. Like, literally, this guy is evil. This is the character of Gaston. And he, of course, does attempt to woo Belle just because he's the big burly man and the man of men in that entire small village. But Belle can see past that. That's all he is, essentially. And that's nothing she wants. So, obviously, she scuffs him and... Was It kind of just adds attention there. And so, of course, Gaston wants to still 
have Bell because he all he sees Bell as is, is a trophy essentially, and that's pretty much just his entire mark is to get men marry Bell versus in this I guess the original story there is no Gaston character there's no bad guy per se there's bad siblings selfish and not good people but not an actual adversary here so that's pretty much the difference that I see yeah definitely you have to have the hero and then you have to have a villain in the Disney formula so here we go with the villain Gaston all right so the next difference here in the original story Beast allows Beauty to return home to care for her sick father for a week if she stays longer, he says he will surely die of heartache. Her sisters trick her into staying longer, and the beast starts dying. In the Disney animated version, Beast allows Belle to return home to help her father, who is about to be sent off to the loony bin by Gaston, if she doesn't pledge marriage to him. Belle refuses and is locked up as well. Then a mob goes to kill the beast, and that killing of the beast is taken from the 1946 film. What do you think about this difference, Rissa? So I think the key difference here is the fact that Beast puts a stipulation on Belle in the original where she should only leave for a week, otherwise he's going to start dying. It's not saying that she'll be punished if she doesn't return, it's that he's going to die of heartache as well. Whereas in the Disney story, also in the live action, Beast resolves that he's let her go and she'll never return to him again because she cares about her father and he essentially imprisoned her. And you can tell that from the newer song in the 2017 live action. Was it Evermore? Evermore, yeah. Yeah, where he's singing how he loves her, but she's off, she's gone, she's never to return. I think it's super dramatic, but it makes sense. That change makes sense for the Disney story because he wasn't really sure if she loved him. In the original, he knew he loved her, but he knew for a fact that she didn't love him. Yeah, I think it's a lot more drama in the 46 film with attempting to kill the beast. And Gaston is really shown as a true villain here in the Disney change. What do you think about this difference, Nelson? Risa definitely touched on it. What my point I wanted to make was that in the Disney version, it shows Beast's redemption here. He ends up truly falling in love with someone, but... After having shown Belle the mirror and shows that her father was sick and about to get sent off, he let her go. She volunteered, quote-unquote, to take her father's place and as his prisoner, but with their connection and interactions through these undefined amount of time. At least several months. <laughs> right. He ends up truly caring for her and seeing that she misses her father and sees that he's sick and needs help. He lets her go. He cares so much about her that even though he wants her and that's pretty much his only hope to break the spell, he lets her go. So at that moment, that was Beast's actual turning point. That was his redemption as a character. But obviously for the curse to be lifted in the Disney version, she needed to love him in return, which didn't blossom until later. But I feel that this was Beast's turning point in the Disney version versus in the original story, there was a condition. I'll let you go, but you have to come back <laughs> for right. after a week. I don't know why. Well, I guess because of you'll start dying of heartache, which I don't know if it's connected to the curse 
or if that's just how deeply he actually truly did fall in love with her. I don't know how much that could be medically proven. <laughs> but, Playing from heartache. <laughs> yeah, but I guess that was a dramatic way to write it as in the original written story. But this entire thing between both versions, story versus Disney, this was a big, very dramatic part of the story. I think the other thing that made the Disney version super dramatic was the rose petals falling. Because right. you could oh, see there that was a there's timeline. Really a, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a time when the last petal falls, then he's stuck that way forever, right? In the original, there wasn't really that timeline, except for the fact that he gave her a week. And then it's mm -hmm. like, here, you have this much time, otherwise I'm going to die. But then in the animated version, they actually show something that, look at this thing. Once I let you go... There's no more hope for me. <laughs> well, they also explicitly say how long he's been cursed for in the animated version through the song Be Our Guest. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. Well, at least, yeah, the animated one. They took that yeah. line out in the live action. <laughs> right. They didn't, or well, at least they didn't specify the amount of time. That's the line that's 10 years we've been rusting. Yep. Okay. I'm going to take us on a little bit of a tangent because one of the things that didn't make any sense to me, which I'm glad they addressed it in the 2017 live action, was how can a prince not know how to read? Oh, yeah. I mean, in the story, they did address that. So, I mean, in the, the written story. Yes. Yeah. They did. But in the, yeah, but in the live action, I mean, in the other version. Yeah, in the animated film, they didn't address it at all. They probably should have said something about that. I know in the written version, their explanation was the beast wasn't allowed to show that he's intelligent. Right. He's going to get stuck that way. He can't do mm -hmm. it. He can't. He really has to act like a beast. Mm -hmm. Except for the manners. <laughs> he can <Right>. show manners. <laughs> right. He can show kindness. Yeah. He can show decorum. But he can't show that he's intelligent. intelligent. Yep. I think it's because if he did show intelligence, it would mean that he's educated, which typically means royalty of some sort. Yeah, exactly. But then again, he has all these riches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> given to... but I mean, he has a magic castle, so... Yeah, yeah, it could be the magic doing that, right? Right. What do you think about that, Nelson? Why do you think in the animated version they didn't say why he couldn't read? You know, I never even thought of that. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, he's a prince. He has this massive library, and he can't read. Unless he's just faking it so Belle can quote-unquote teach him how to read. Also, he's putting on the moves. Maybe. <laughs> oh, smooth like, sh show me, show me how to read. <laughs> it's hard to believe that an intelligent girl like Belle would fall for something like that. Unless she was flirting back. Maybe. <laughs> he is a hunky beast. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay, so let's take a look at the next difference here. So the beast in the original story is about to die from grief. When Beauty realizes she may not be in love with him, but she still pledges to marry him. And then when she did that, he turned back into a young prince and he was more beautiful than the day, which I don't understand what that means. And then in the... Um, pretty boy. Yeah, pretty boy. Yeah, he's yeah, pretty boy. Which is why he's so pretty, I guess, in the animated <laughs> version. I don't like it. So in the animated version, Belle returns just as Beast dies and Gaston dies by accident. In the film, in the 1946 film, Avenant breaks through a glass roof and shot by an arrow from an animated statue of the Roman goddess Diana when he attempts to steal the beast's riches in the pavilion. Avenant is turned into a beast as Prince Ardent is cured of being a beast. 
Beast in the animated is restored with Belle's profession of love, and the curse is broken on the inhabitants of the castle, which is that pretty boy scene. So what do you think, Rissa? Like I was saying earlier, the original story was really focusing more on less of the feelings of love and more on devotion and virtue. So it's kind of one of the themes in these older fairy tales of a woman being chased, a woman showing virtue, and there's value in that type of character, especially in the French tellings of these stories. They tended to romanticize things in a way, but also wanted women to act a certain way and not be loose, so to speak, in their mannerisms and whatever. I like the Disney change here because they do hammer home the fact that Belle does have a bond with the Beast through the amount of time that's passed and the actions that they show each other and the little gifts that they do for each other. So it does at least show that she does truly love him, even though she didn't realize it until he dies. I do also like the change that Gaston isn't murdered by a statue but rather just dies from a fall and i don't like the beast being a pretty boy (laughs) well the prince ending up being a pretty boy okay so what do you think nelson so i think definitely for the disney formula this ends up being the climax of and the big conflict that happens towards the end of the movie So there's obviously the big action scene where the mobs, they ransack or attempt to ransack the castle and also for Gaston to kill the beast. So this is the big action scene and it progresses and it shows Gaston falling to his death by accident because he loses grip or loses balance and falls. And this is the big dramatic scene afterwards where Beast is dying because he got wounded by Gaston. Uh, I'm glad they didn't actually show that part because that would have been pretty graphic. (laughs) Because the way that he gets stabbed, that's a very real way to die. Yeah, this was the dramatic scene where Belle finally realizes that she does love him in return. And I guess that was enough because it definitely looked like Beast actually did die on the spot. But I guess that was still enough. There was a bit of, I guess, wiggle room from the Enchantress with the the timing there but yeah that does revive him and turn him back into his original form and i guess it was him still being a pretty boy (laughs) (laughs) and the entire curse is lifted and disney i feel like did a really good job on showing the resolution of the conflict here versus the original story it didn't have that punch i feel (laughs) it was more subdued and especially because he was dying from his own grief But once Beauty made that agreement that, yeah, I'll marry you, that's what lifts the curse. And he gets turned back into his human form. You know, from a interesting point of view, that's not as fun, I guess. Yeah, it's not as compelling. Right. So I do agree with what happened in the Disney version, but it kind of was leading up to that anyway. Mm-hmm. Versus the original story was more definitely subdued, and but it still fit within that story because it was also kind of just leading up to that too. It connected. Yeah, definitely. So looking at the final difference here, we see in the original story that they reveal the prince was cursed by an evil fairy until a young lady agrees to marry him for virtue rather than looks or intelligence. The grand fairy rewards beauty greatly and punishes the evil sisters. So the 
that Grand Fairy was the one that appeared to Beauty in the Dream. And in the Disney version, Belle and Beast, who is now a prince, host a ball for the kingdom and dance happily together for us to assume they live happily ever after. Rissa, what do you think of this last difference here? So I actually do like how the original story had two different fairies where there's an evil fairy that casts the curse and then there's a good fairy that rewards and takes away the curse. Whereas in the original, it's just an enchantress that's trying to teach a random prince a lesson. Okay, so if you do the math, he was probably, well, if it was 10 years, he could have been maybe 14 or so. So he's just a teenager. And then for 10 years, he'll end up being in his 20s. And he basically imprisons a teenager herself to fall in love with him. That's the problematic part of the story. And I think that's why the Disney movie, the live action, took out the 10-year stipulation or the 10-year lyric. Because it's kind of creepy where he was cursed as a child. I mean, in the opening sequence, he's also probably in his teens. So... Yeah, the timeline is a little iffy there. I'm down a rabbit hole at this point. But basically, the ending is a little anticlimactic in the Disney change where they don't actually get hitched. They just host the ball and dance off into the sunset, I suppose. And in the original version, there is a little bit more of a resolve where Beauty gets rewarded with a lot of riches and the evil sisters get super, super punished for their evil ways. Turned into the statues. Right. So what do you think about this difference, Nelson? Once again, following the Disney formula here, after the big climax, it's just the prince and princess. They're in love and live happily ever after. It's a good point that they just showed them having a ball and or party and just dancing, but I just assume that they got married. <laughs> they never actually showed it, so I actually didn't even realize that until you pointed that out. <laughs> Yeah. But I, yeah, it was just an assumption, I guess, on my end that they do get married eventually. But that's just the way to close the Disney formula. You know, they live happily ever after. Yeah, but if Aladdin is any proof, you can't assume that they just get married. Very true. Very true. Although I don't know if there's any... I don't recall there being any Beauty and the Beast sequels. I mean, there's that Christmas special, but I wouldn't call that a sequel. That meant because no. Beast was still a beast in that. Right. Anyway, with the original story here still showing the resolve of the prince being transformed back into human form, they do go back and make that connection with the story of how he ends up becoming the beast. And obviously, the Disney version wouldn't have any siblings to punish because there aren't any siblings. So, yeah, that's pretty much the only differences I could really point out. So do you guys think that Disney created a Stockholm Syndrome story when there was none in the original story? What do you think, Rissa? Yeah, I think so. Yeah? <laughs> I think they did it unintentionally. Because they wanted to change up the original story, but they ended up inadvertently creating that? Well, maybe the 46 film had more of that aspect of it. I haven't watched it because it's in French. Right. But... From reading the summary, it seems more in line with that film than the actual original story. Okay. What about you, Nelson? Do you think they did that without even realizing it? Yeah. In all honesty, I think Disney was just trying to make another love story with the right. princess and prince. Prince and princess. Kind of like, you know, it still continued the whole Disney princess formula there. But 
It might have been definitely an afterthought. I don't know if that's the right word. It was just noticed later that, oh, yeah, it kind of makes it seem like it was a <laughs> Stockholm, Stockholm case. Syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> so, oops. But still can't take away that this is still my favorite Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> still my favorite Disney princess. I mean, it's still a good story and everything. I still feel it's possible to connect and fall in love with your captor. <laughs> it's a bit twisted. I know. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, obviously, it's it's been given a name, this condition. Right. So obviously, it is possible and it has happened. But... Yes, exactly. Because it was based on a that thing that happened with the bank robbers in Stockholm. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Disney purposely tried to do that. It just kind of ended up being that way in retrospect all right cool Chris, any thoughts on this story overall to close yes yeah, so i do like how disney changed the story and we can see a lot more and more as we go on comparing these stories that disney tends to take more liberties away from the source material which is a good thing because they're just borrowing and it's becoming loosely off of a story rather than being something verbatim like we saw with snow white and cinderella early on. Whereas now we're seeing a lot of departures, a combination of taking other media and creating something brand new. So I like Disney's departure and it makes it a more well-rounded film rather than taking things out of a source and essentially having a stripped down story. So yeah, I like Beauty and the Beast as a Disney movie. It's not my favorite. Sorry, Nelson. It's but okay. the songs are definitely solid. All right. Nelson, anything you want to say about this movie? Yeah, so I definitely found the original story interesting, but I am glad and happy with what Disney did with it. They still took the original story and made their own spin on it. And, well, they made a spin on a combination of two stories, but it was very compelling. I still think it's one of the better Disney movies that they've made. I still think that Disney did a very good job with the story, especially kind of condensing it because the originals definitely seemed a bit longer and had definitely more details. But obviously this is at the time was made as a children's movie, so they obviously can't have too many details and too much happening all at once. So simplified it, but also still told a compelling story. And of course, uh, another love story. Aladdin's better. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will get to that eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I will say, though, that out of all the Disney live action remakes that they've made, I do believe that the Beauty and the Beast live action remake is the best one that they've remade. I agree. I profoundly agree. Even after watching the recent Mulan. Right. Okay. Even, well, I do like it the best, though. Like you guys were saying, the live action version. Yeah. I will admit that for a time that Emma Watson became one of my celebrity crushes. So, yeah. Ah. <laughs> she wasn't one of your celebrity crushes from the Harry Potter series? She was definitely very pretty. Okay. And I did take notice of her. But, you know, when she became announced and then did play and I saw the movie of her in it, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. She became, you know, a celeb crush for me at the time. Nice. That only lasted for like a year until the next celeb crush I got, which was probably <laughs> Daisy Ridley. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm kind of a fickle guy when it comes to celebrities. <laughs> On to the I'm next. I'm not. <laughs> Zach Everybody knows Zach. my celebrity crush. 
All right, let's put Zach in one of these remakes. Oh my gosh. He just needs to make a cameo in High School the Musical, the musical, the series. Uh, I don't know if he'll pull off one of these, these remakes? movies. Yeah. yeah, remakes. All right, all right. So yeah, I agree with you guys. I like that they updated the story. They made it their own. They put the Disney formula to it, and they changed up the characters too a little bit. That way they have more depth. They have more story to them. I also feel like Gaston doesn't get as much credit for being for actually being intelligent like right he's an intelligent dude like you know yeah he shows his machinations here definitely a slytherin yeah and he <laughs> he knows when he was holding the book upside down you know he was saying there's no pictures it was like a call to the fact that women in those days weren't supposed to be able to read right so it's right. like there's no pictures in here why because you know you're not supposed to know how to read that kind of thing so he knew what he was doing he knew what he was saying and he knew that he was going for the smartest girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, he gets a little credit when he should get more. <laughs> All right. So yeah, Rissa, anything you want to say in closing? Yeah. So as we go on, I've been saying this for the past couple of episodes that we're discussing the Disneyfication. But as we go on, we'll see a lot more differences. Our next one is also a combination story where they take the original source material and they base it off of a novel of that original source material so look forward to that it's going to be the princess and the frog it's another time jump here because we're focusing on the princesses first but i just want to thank you all for tuning in and listening to this latest episode i hope you're all keeping safe and keeping cool if there's any heat waves around you but yeah thanks so much for listening to us and i hope you had a great long weekend if you had one and nelson anything you want to say in close yeah, thanks guys for joining us this week. Yet another Disney princess story comparison. Hope you guys enjoyed. And yeah, I hope you all guys are also looking forward to the next one we do. All right. And I also want to thank you listeners for tuning in this week to our Disney vacation of existing stories. Make sure you tune into next week for the next story that we do. And on behalf of the other two, I'd like to say, keep your watches synced to Disney time. See ya. Bye. Later.